you got to win the tribute game. That's one thing that you got to do. Now, opening night against the Clippers, okay, they got the best of us, you know. Uh, second time around, we gave that game up. Third one got canceled for obvious reasons. But this is the thing, though. On a serious note, it's always been, not always, but the biggest debate in sports overall has been between three players and before that it was just two players, right? You had MJ, Kobe, LeBron James. You got MJ who who came from North Carolina, chip on his shoulder, uh, changed the whole league, dominated you know, six for six in the in in the finals, uh, massive uh, key game numbers and shit like that. You know, um, just I mean, I want to be like Mike Air Jordan's the shoes, Space Jam. He went out to play baseball, became mediocre in that, but it still caused a ruckus because of who he is. Uh, flu game, um, the Hennessy game, my bad. Uh, Michael Jordan, Michael Jeffrey Jordan. You know, Kobe Bryant, cocky, young, 17-year-old, I'm going to the league, taking Brandy to prom, you know, had the Adidas deal, number eight, just running wild in the league, chip on his shoulder, chasing the ghost of Mike, well, not 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 really chasing the ghost of Michael Jordan, but literally chasing Michael Jordan because he actually, actually went to the league because he said he wanted to play against Mike because he knew Mike was on his way out. Switches number to 24. We know the story. 1-3 with Shaq. 2 with, you know, 2 on his own, but not quite. But yes, on his own. Um, transition from a cocky young teenager to a dominant figure to a dominant veteran to a dominant father. LB, LBJ... Gets praised before he even touches the league. Crowned the king before he even touches the league. Goes to play for his hometown in Cleveland. Uh, didn't really, well, as far as individual stats, he did solid. Better than solid. He tore up the league. Couldn't win there at the time. Went to Miami. Wrecked shot with Wade and Bosh. Went back. Had Kyrie, Kevin Love waiting on him. Comes to L.A. And here we are. I will say this. The peers of Kobe Bryant, and I'm a part of his peers because he he's four years older than me. You know, if he was a senior in high school, I'd be a freshman. His peers has deemed him to be the best basketball player they have ever seen. We've also heard this about Michael Jordan. We've also heard this about LBJ. And we, if you sit down, MJ fans, Kobe fans, LBJ fans, if we all sit down, the whole world come together and we sit down, we know the difference between all of those players on and off the court. We really do. But we hate to tell the truth because it would take away from the legacies that these cats built. And what I mean by take away from the legacy that they built, it might bring them down a notch and put one or the other two 
up a notch. So let's get down to it. Statistically, both Kobe and LBJ has passed him in one of the most important categories, which is points, right? Um, longevity as well, which is a very underrated stat. To play a long time in a league is very underrated, right? At a high level at that. To play a long time in the league at a high level. MJ is still up there in the rankings as far as, you know, as far as rings, having six. Kobe was right behind him with five. Played in more finals, but came up short from tying, tying him. LBJ is still pulling in the rears with three. He is now with the Lakers, which is added pressure, whether the fans agree or like it, whether he agrees or like it or not. There's a lot of pressure wearing those Laker jerseys. There has always been pressure wearing those Laker jerseys, right? The death of Kobe Bryant propelled him to a space where I don't think MJ will get there. I think LBJ could get there, but it still will be different. By the grace of God, I don't want anything to happen to LBJ in the near future. I want him to live a long, I want, I want him to live long enough to see his grandkids play basketball on any level. With that being said, because I wish for that, and if that was to happen, he wouldn't get up there either. And I'm going to tell you why. We know the difference between those three. Jordan was a man on a mission by himself. He pushed his teammates a different way. He, he owned his skills. He has God-given talent, right? And I think his God-given talent was his physical talent. Not saying that he didn't work hard because we know in order for you to get to that level in sports, you have to work hard. Whole nother level. And he played in one of the toughest eras in sports history, right? It, definitely in basketball history. Kobe played in a tough era as well. Um, and his God-given ability was to inspire not only people, but himself that inspired people. His push and his hunger inspired others, but it didn't blossom until now. LBJ has brought something to the table. Kobe has brought it to the table too, but LBJ has brought something to the table that has really helped the stereotype of black fathers being at the games. I'm saying, and Kobe is also a part of this as well, but going to the games, um, having videos with your kids, have, you know, showing videos on IG or any other social platform, social media platform, having fun with your family, right? Taking team photos during the game and after the game. That's something that he brought to the table. Whereas Kobe was more like, let's get this job done. I'm not taking any photos with you guys. I'm not laughing with you guys. Let's get this shit done. You know, somewhat similar to Mike, although I feel like Mike and his teammates were a little bit more closer, whereas Kobe was a little bit more business. 
The thing about separating these three is that we all love them. Where we want to be a part of the great, the great ones. We are attracted to their greatness and what they do on and off the court. This is where Jordan takes a notch down because historically, he's not as open or as outgoing as the other two players. Whereas we've seen, I've heard Kobe haters. And when I say haters, these are just people that just didn't like him on the court. Off the court, they didn't like him off the court as well early on in his career. Through his journey, as he has gotten better with uh, his off the court, whatever you want to call it, I mean, he just grew up. Um, people started to respect that a little bit more. And they respected it even more when they seen his kids, when they seen Gigi play, um, when he was out there, you know, making <laughs> kid stories, you know, um, just make co commercials, humorous commercials, showing up to the Drew League, things like that. People started to pay attention to that. They didn't highlight it enough, but they paid attention to it. LBJ highlighted everything that he did off the court. You know, he was aware of the social injustice, um, police brutality. Um, he was, he was, he gave us an insight on the music that he listened to or that he listens to. And again, he's popping up at random gyms with his son during these AAU tournaments, right? Shutting it down in Vegas every year. You got to respect the overall talent of all these cats. And the thing is, we never really came up with a criteria of who and how you become the greatest basketball player of all time. Now, a lot of people can say Bill Russell due to the jury alone. There's dominant cats that doesn't have the same amount of uh, jury that Kobe, Magic, MJ have. Wilt Chamberlain has dominant numbers. You know, I just said a name, Magic. He's been to the finals nine times. He won five out of those nine. That's great. Now, a lot of people early on had the thing where, you know, they didn't really count going to the finals as something. But a lot of, a lot of players don't get the opportunity to go to the finals, let alone nine times. Jesus, just imagine if you played, if you played 15 years and 15 years is a blessing in the league. If you played 15 years in the league, out of those 15, you tell them you going to the, you going to the finals 10 times and winning five. I should tell you something. And you are an important piece. Come on, man. Come on. So let me get back to the tribute game. MJ is not losing a tribute game. He's not. Kobe Bryant is not losing a tribute game. At the same time, in LeBron's defense, 
He played with a heavy heart. Not only did he play with a heavy heart, he rushed it. You could tell, especially in that first quarter. That first quarter alone, you could see he was moving like he was wearing number six. Like he was just bullying his way to the basket. Now, he was bullying his way. If you just watch, go back to the first quarter, and you could tell that he went baseline a couple of times and he got cut off. It was great defense. And he kicked it out. Um, there was and there was a there was a time where, damn, who was that? Was it Rondo? I want to say it was either Rondo or Avery Bradley threw him a lob. And um I I I have to go back to the play, but it just seems like he jumped too high or he jumped too fast to the rim and he couldn't convert the dunk. Um, you could just tell he was trying to do too much emotionally, trying to get the crowd revved up because we was down. We've been down. We're still down, you know, but <sighs> that's a tribute game right there. That's a tribute game. It was Friday. It was a Friday night, which means it was the week. The week was almost over. It was almost a full week since the passing of Kobe. So it's still fresh because tributes came like soon as Tuesday hit. I mean, Monday, really. But Tuesday really took off with full tributes. You know, they start throwing up the murals. It's purple and yellow everywhere across the nation. There's Kobe Bryant's and Gigi's everywhere. And this whole time we're getting all these tributes and recognition and all this love and videos and insight from other players and people that was close to them. And we haven't heard from the Lakers yet. And then closer to the end of the week, we started to hear from the Lakers organization, Rob Palinka, Jeannie Buss, you know, um, they canceled the uh, the Laker and the Clipper matchup, which was supposed to be, um, if I'm not mistaken, that Tuesday. Yeah, that Tuesday. And that was going to be emotional right there because that's two days away from it. That's two days away from the actual event. And they canceled that because they knew it was just too much. You know, it was certain players. Uh, Mello, CP3, chose not to play. Melo chose not to play in that Portland game. CP3 chose not to play one game. It was heavy. It hit hard. It hit really, really hard. But the games must go on. Friday matchup against Portland. I mean, there's a lot of teams that you could throw out there where it's like, there's no better team to play other than the Clippers than Portland, right? But you can say the same for like Utah. You can say the same for like a Sacramento, you know? These are the teams that historically Kobe had played up and went up against and had great battles during his season. I mean, during his career. But Portland is one of those where he loved to play, and Portland has always gave us problems, even before Dame got there. They always had some great teams. But at home, with that type of tribute, coming out, the starting lineup, everybody is announced as Kobe Bryant. You know, you had Usher singing, you know. It, the tributes galore. LBJ came out and had his statement off the heart, off the top. 
freestyle, crying. It was very emotional. But I'm telling you right now, the thing that separates those three cats is really is the two cats separated from LBJ is that the mindset of Kobe Bryant and just the the overall likeness of MJ, they're not losing that game. They're not losing that game. Going back to Kobe's farewell game, where he dropped 60. Nobody in this world, sh- shut up, stat crunchers. We don't care about the analytics. We don't care about the efficiency. My guy is going away. This is his last game. Do we really care how many shots he put up to get 60? Really? I mean, what is only going, you're only going to hate him more if he shot, if he shot 60 or 70% from the field and he dropped 60. Then you'll really be pissed off. It's the Kobe way to go out shooting his brains out, just shooting everything, drop 60. When he told Shaq the night before, or no, I think he told him that night, go out there and get me 50. And he gave him an extra 10 on top of that. So it's the mindset. You know, I don't want to, of course, it's the Kobe mentality, but I'm just, I mean, it's the, it's a Mamba mentality, but it's just the overall mindset of going into certain games and saying, not going to lose this. I will say this. That tribute game, first game of the season, means absolutely nothing if you bring home four or five games in the finals. Got to get there, but that's what's important. I know all I, I know what I just said. I know what I just said is that them two would they wouldn't have lost that. But that's how you separate cats. This is what cats have been saying all along. It's not just it's not that well Kobe is that much better than LeBron or LeBron will never be MJ. There's a separation. And you have to understand what it is. When cats say killer instinct, that's what it is. There's it doesn't show up on a stat sheet. There's not a there's not a killer instinct stat line. It's actually spread it, if you really think about it. It's spread it throughout the stat sheet. So when you see points, when you see Assists, when you see rebounds, when you see steals, when you see blocks, when you see the minutes that was played, when you see the efficiency, if you really want to care about that. Um, when it comes down to the intangibles in the fourth quarter, the heart, the mindset, the will, everything is wrapped up into that. That's called killer instinct. That means you can have a bad shooting first quarter, second, third but in that fourth, if you come alive, which I'm about to get to, shout out to Pat Mahomes. If you come alive in the most important moment of the game and you pull it out, that's all that matters. 
So shout out to Kobe, shout out to MJ, shout out to LBJ. As far as I'm concerned, the state of California will always have Kobe as the best player of all time. I'm pretty sure New York, Chicago, certain pl- well, uh, certain places in New York, Chicago will have MJ as the best of all time. Miami, catching Miami, catching Ohio, will probably have LBJ as the best of all time. But you know what? It's up to you. It's up to you. There was a Super Bowl played. <laughs> there was a Super Bowl played Sunday, which half of the world, if not the whole world, forgot up until probably that Friday. And it ended up being good. Defense versus offense. The Niners versus KC. And just let me tell you, I'm not going to go play by play, but... All season, I said, man, I don't trust these Niners. And what I meant by that was, I wouldn't, of course, I'm a Raider fan, so I don't give it. I don't really care for the Niners. Shout out to the real Niner fans, though. My boy DJ, Calvin, you know, those are real Niner fans. We grew up together, and that's all they've ever been is Niner fans. So shout out to them. They argue more with uh, Dallas Cowboy fans than they do with Raider fans, so that's cool. So that gives me an opportunity to, like, throw shots and shit at them. Um, and don't necessarily fire back all the time. And and by the Raiders moving to Vegas, it's like that whole battle for the Bay thing is over. Um, but I think we all knew coming into this, if Frisco go up, you know, maybe, you know, 14 to 20, 21 points, it could be over. Because their defense is solid. But it's like it's like a bully. Like, if you let the bully hang around long enough and allow them to get away with certain shit, it just feeds their ego, and they're going to continue to do it. That's just like Frisco. But if you punch them in the mouth, show them that you're not scared, yo, they turn real pedestrian. Trust me, I play fantasy football every year. I had the Bears defense, which at the time was a top-five defense in the league. You had you had Chicago at one point. Green Bay had a solid defense at one point. Um... And Frisco. Frisco was up there as well. Frisco just happened to stay consistent all through the year where Green Bay and Chicago fell off. But it's the same thing. If you smack these cats in the mouth, bro, it's ahead of fade. It's ahead of fade. Kansas City, high-powered offense. The Legion of Zoom is what they're called. Clever name. Um, Just so happened that a former Legion of uh, Boom is on the opposite end. Richard Sherman, yo, they stood, they stood the test, you know. Um, when Frisco, when they went up, when they went up by 10, I said, man, this, it might be it. It might be it. Pat Mahomes is something special. I'm not trying to hear that he's the best athlete, uh, you know, currently or of the past year or so. I mean, because that's just recency bias bullshit. Let the, let the young one breathe, breathe. But I do think he's a superstar in the league. Um, And he beat a top defense. So that whole defense uh, wins championships, that narrative is kind of, it's not totally gone because KC didn't, doesn't have a top 
a top defense, but they did make defensive plays. So that narrative still stands. I just don't believe it fully because I, I believe a strong offense, a confident offense can beat a defense, a great defense. Um, you just got to figure it out. I thought the game was good. I thought the game was hella good. That's what I wanted to see in the Super Bowl. You know what? And another thing, they scored a lot. You know, it wasn't the high-flying shootout, but I'm for the 3-6 ending. I'm for a low-scoring game because it's, it's like a chess match. See, people are so used to seeing a lot of points put on the board because it's fun to see. Besides the celebration, seeing somebody score a touchdown is just, and seeing those points go up, we like to see addition. Seeing those points go up just does something to them. But to me, watching the game and it end up being 17-10 or 13-7, uh, to 7, you know, 9 to, you know, 14-9 or something like that, I like those games. I'm going to tell you why. It's a chess move. It could be bad offense, great defense. It could be terrible offense and mediocre defense. But it's it's the fact that you got to figure that shit out. And every point matters. That kicker comes down. That All this shit matter. All of it. You know? Um, so I enjoyed it. What am I looking forward to next year? I mean, you know, the Raiders are in Vegas. Um, Brady still has yet to decide if he's coming back. Um, and if he is coming back, which team he's going to play for? Phillip Rivers is no longer with the Chargers. That is mind-blowing. With that move and, you know, with Brady, look, just check this out. Before I even leave, Brady is from the Bay, right? His favorite team is San Francisco. I don't think Jimmy G is the right quarterback for that team. If you're talking about a team that's going to be in the playoffs, a contender, a threat, you might want to go get you a quarterback that can get the job done. And with that being said, Phillip Rivers, with that being said, Tom Brady in San Francisco, there's been talk that the Raiders is looking at Tom Brady. We just don't know. We don't know. But it'd be interesting to see how the NFL end up next year, what quarterbacks end up where. You know, shout out to Derek Carr, but it's, I don't know what's going to happen. I remember earlier this year, uh, around draft time, John Gruden was hyping up uh, Kyler Murray, which one offensive rookie of the year, which I'm not, I'm not sold on that one. I thought he played good. I did. I don't think he played better than Josh Jacobs. I don't think he played better than him. I really don't. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, so that's enough football. Though. Before I get up out of here, talk a little bit about the All Star rosters. Yes, I definitely think I'm not gonna hold y'all too long. I think the solution to the All Star game is to add three bench spots, three more bench spots. Why? Because Bradley Bill, Zach Levine, and Derrick Rose deserve to be on that roster. 
Trey Young deserves to be on the roster, but not before those three. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, young cat. Your time will come, and you'll probably be a 10, a 12, maybe a 13-time All-Star. But right now, with the All-Star game being in Chicago, no, bro. No. Not with you being on the worst team, putting up those type of numbers. Not with Zach putting up numbers, similar numbers to you. Getting his team into the playoffs. Bradley Beal holding his own over there in Washington. And basically, Derrick Rose putting up starter numbers off the bench. And he's going back home. Something I will never understand about the league. And they haven't gotten it right. And of course, there's going to be other players that get... I'm not talking about those other players, though. Do I look like I'm talking about players that actually don't really... And we got to stop this. I understand that. And this is why I think you need to add three bench spots. Because of course, yeah, if you put up all-star numbers... Or you put up, you know, you defensive player of the year, um, the leader in block steals or something like that. All right, cool. But you got to ask yourself, stop being, stop making excuses for this type of bullshit. It's certain players that you don't want to see in the goddamn All-Star game. It's not. You don't want to see Rudy Gobert in the All-Star game. Now, does he deserve to statistically? Yes, of course he does. You don't want to see him. This is the thing. The All-Star game is for the fans. This is what we want to see. We've taken that over a long time ago. If that wasn't the case, then they wouldn't have a goddamn dunk contest. There's only certain cats we want to see in the three-point contest, in the skills challenge. Put the correct people in the All-Star game. And I know what your argument is going to be is that certain players who work their ass off on these teams and might not be the best team. Nobody wants to see Middleton. Nobody wants to see him in All-Star game. I don't care if they have the best record. Nobody wants to see him in All-Star game. All due respect, we don't want to see him. Does he deserve it? Of course he deserves it. Not... All right, y'all. It's your boy BTG over run with BTG. Phenomenal Super Bowl. LBJ, go get one for us. You know, if you want to send out a, a great tribute to the late great, go get one for us. And that's it. Overrun with BTG, part of the Rare Sonics Network. I'll holler at y'all next week, man.